In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Android. Thou, my strong rock, born house of defense to save me, thou art my rock and my fortress, therefore for in thy name's sake lead me and guide me. Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. The Old Testament reading for Quinquagesima Sunday is from the 35th chapter of Isaiah. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of jackals where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. 
the epistles from the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek his own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. This is the word of the Lord. Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the peoples. Thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye fans, serve the Lord with gladness. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Then Jesus took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. Then it happened, as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. And hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. This is the Gospel of our Lord. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, 
begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. to do for you, Lord. 
I want to see. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The holy season of Lent will begin on Wednesday of this week. The church uses these 40 days for a renewal of the life that's under God's grace, so that we might come to the Easter feast in sincerity and truth. Now, in the early church, there were three groups of people who were to participate in this 40-day Lenten journey. First, there were the catechumens. These were those who were being instructed in the Christian faith and who were getting ready to be baptized at the Easter Vigil on that Saturday night before Easter. For the catechumens, Lent was the way by which the church prepared them to be united to Christ. Just as throughout our Wednesday evening catechesis, uh, we begin this teaching uh, to bring people into uh, the uh, learning of the faith. Now, for the second group of those in the early church, these were the public penitents. That is, they had committed a grievous public sin, but even more importantly, they had refused Christ's forgiveness and they had left the Christian church in order to live for themselves. These public penitents who had now realized their wrong, they desired to be reunited with Christ. And so, on Ash Wednesday, the public penitents were sprinkled with ashes, and during Lent, they would show up uh, at church, showing their repentance, and they were received back into the congregation on Monday, Thursday, and welcomed to the Lord's table. The third group were the faithful members of the Christian congregation. They, too, were to use Lent to cleanse themselves from the ordinary failings of daily life, so that they too would appear before God at Easter, purified, sanctified. They could pray together with the collect as we did, having set us free from the bonds of sin, defend us from all evil. So Lent is about a permanent improvement in the Christian life. So over the years... There were many disciplines that, well, the church used in order to help her along this Latin journey with these three groups. There was the practice and training in Christian virtues. The number of services was increased so that, that we might be devoted to the Word of God and hear more of it. Individuals would often engage in fasting or self-denial. And there were to be an increase in the works of charity or love or almsgiving, as we might call it. With all this in mind, today's epistle from 1 Corinthians 13 is a rather hard-hitting address. It emphasizes the connection between faith, hope, and love. Whenever the grace of God is received and it does not change the life, Nothing is gained for God. So we hear these things. If we know the language of men and even angels, but do not use that gift to speak to our neighbor about the truth of God's word, then forget it. Clang your cymbal all day long, but if it doesn't call others to worship, you're merely an annoyance. If you have been given the understanding of God's word, and you know how to distinguish law and gospel, but you keep it to yourself, simply complaining that others don't get it. You're just a troublemaker. If you have faith to move mountains, but won't drive a mile out of your way to bring another person to church, you're no good to Christ. Even if you spend all morning bringing people to church, it does not give God the glory unless you do it expecting nothing in return. You see, this epistle hits us hard. It hits us right where we live. 
Because we know the grace of God. That is, you already know that God has had mercy on us children of men. That he has given us his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But now that grace is to make a difference in your life. And it makes a difference in three ways. Because of God's grace, toward God there will be faith. That is, a confident trusting in his help for every good thing. An unending petition of him asking for his help. Two, because of God's grace, there will be a confident hope, a sure hope of the resurrection which is to come. The pastor says, depart in peace. You can die and you say, Amen, because you have hope. Three, because of God's grace toward your neighbor, there will be love. Not merely feelings, not simply emotions, but acts which show forth God's love towards you in love towards your neighbor. With this hard-hitting epistle, it shows us, by means of Paul's exhortation to the church in Corinth, what it shows us in these words Then when we go to the Holy Gospel, we actually see it revealed by means of a day in the life of Jesus. It is this Gospel which is directed to those who think that they are pretty good believers, but who are blind and who don't know it. It is for those who know all about why we call this coming Monday Ash Wednesday, It is for those who know that Lent brings, well, more services. It's for those who are ready for a Palm Sunday procession. And yes, bring Easter on. But what do we have? In the Holy Gospel, the disciples are given a personal instruction. They're told about all Jesus' suffering and death, which is about to happen. And then the text says... The disciples didn't understand any of this. Its meaning was hidden from them, and they did not know what he was talking about. You can participate in the right, but without knowledge and understanding. So there's a crowd of people. They're on their way to Passover to celebrate with Jesus. But they, too, don't understand. What is just ridiculous is that it is a blind man He's the only one who actually sees, that is, who knows. The blind blind man recognizes his condition. He knows who Jesus is, and he asks for mercy from him. It is this seeing blind man who exhibits faith and love and hope. Concerning faith, the blind man was sitting beside the road. He was begging coins off of a few pilgrims going by to Jerusalem for Passover. He can tell that the sounds of the crowd are getting louder. Something out of the ordinary is happening. They tell him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Now this blind man is already a believer. This man knew about the grace of God in Jesus Christ. Anyone can say Jesus Christ of Nazareth is passing by, but it's only the voice of faith that can recognize this is the Messiah, the son of David. Yes. The Christ. It is faith. And that's what this man shows. Faith that cries out, Have mercy on me, son of David. Concerning love. It's bad enough that Jesus' own disciples, who are participating in this liturgical procession to Jerusalem, and who are singing the Passover psalms as they go up to Jerusalem, it's bad enough that they don't properly worship with cries of faith. But what is worth is when the blind man who has faith and they seek to silence him, keep him quiet. It's at this point that the blind man shows love towards his neighbor. He doesn't keep quiet. He doesn't go off and practice his faith in a room all by himself. This blind man loves his neighbor enough to speak the truth. It doesn't matter that the crowd says, uh, it doesn't matter what the crowd says about this Jesus of Nazareth. He knows. And so it is love for the neighbor 
that causes him to speak out and declare who he is, the son of David. Concerning hope, I said this blind man already believes in Jesus. Well, Jesus brings him to himself, and he asks him, what do you want me to do for you? He's blind. You think Jesus would already know? Well, of course, he's blind. But Jesus wants God's grace to break forth in hope. He gives this blind man the opportunity not only to declare that he is the Messiah, but also to declare that he believes that Jesus is true God and has the power to give sight to the blind. This man has hope. Hope in Jesus' redemption and in his healing. So as we come to Lent, Lent is for the healing of the sinfulness. We come to Lent that we might receive God's word and sacraments to give you the sight, the sight of a blind man. I hope you realize now that this kind of improvement in the Christian life is actually beyond your strength. You are helpless, like the blind man. You need help, you need mercy help. The good news is that we have a Jesus, a Jesus who stops for those who cry out, have mercy on me. I know a Jesus who desires for you to be brought to him so that he can give you his gifts. I know a Holy Spirit who calls you by the gospel and enlightens you with his gifts. I know a Father in heaven whose grace is seen in Jesus' suffering and death, and it's completed by a glorious resurrection. The good news is that through the words I preach, you receive a forgiveness of sins. Those who by God's grace cry out, have mercy, receive mercy. Those who enter Lent saying, Lord, I want to see, are given spiritual sight. Those who confess their sins, they are forgiven. Your faith has healed you. So with eyes open, what should you do? Well, look to the blind man. The text says, immediately he received his sight, he followed Jesus, praising God. The blind man doesn't just take his sight and walk away. He doesn't complain that the crowds don't understand. He doesn't say that the pilgrims are merely walking through the liturgy without understanding, and we need to throw all these things away. The blind man joins the crowd. However, he participates with understanding. The blind man begins a journey with Jesus. So in Lent, come, come and learn. Join the crowd, receive faith by the hearing of the word. Love your neighbor by your understanding actions. Show forth the hope of everlasting life by the words you sing in our hymns. And as the text said, when all the people saw it, they also praised God. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Page 143, Create in Me. Pray to the Lord. Lord Almighty God, everlasting Father, we give thanks to you for the grace that you showed in sending your Son, Jesus Christ, who lovingly had mercy on all of us blind beggars, that we might have faith in you, hope in eternal life, and show our love towards our neighbor. And let us pray to the Lord. Lord we give thanks that. Our Jesus comes by means of his word and sacrament. We ask that he might open the eyes of the blind, reveal that which is hidden, 
so that we might praise our God and follow our Savior. We ask that the ministers of Christ would not judge by outward appearance only, nor try to quiet those who desire mercy, but that they would bring the broken to the gospel message, which heals the sinful diseases of the heart and produces true love. Give spiritual eyes to our Bishop James, our pastors Gary and Michael, so that we might walk together in pure doctrine and glorify the only way to heaven, faith receiving the blessings of Jesus. Be with Holy Cross, Evangelical Lutheran Church in Peoria, and their pastor, Douglas Hendrick. Send your Holy Spirit upon our director, Keeley, our teachers and staff, as they instruct the children to believe in your holy word. Let us pray to the Lord. We bring before you our President Joe, our Governor J.B., our Mayor Steve, federal and state legislators, county officials, city officials, and all our judges. Give them wisdom and willingness to be fair, just, and caring. We bring to you our military personnel, especially Danny and Jason and Blake, as well as our police officers, including Alex and Daniel, and those who attend to us in times of emergency, even all public servants, Give them commitment to duty, and in all times of danger, keep them safe. Let us pray to the Lord. O God, your compassions never fail. Give healing to the sick, relief to the suffering, peace to the sorrowful, and mercy to every soul that is distressed, that they may find in you the help that only you can give them. For our shut in Carolyn, for our elderly, Violet and Tom, provide for the needs of Kevin, Stan, Jack, Levi, Victor, and Marcia. Also for Anita, and we give thanks that her and Tony are here this day. Be with Paul, Larry, and Deb. Also, we ask for Christina, who is starting uh, chemo for lung cancer. Uh, she's the sister-in-law of Donna Lorenz. Be with our students, with Sarah, Sadie, Jonathan, Kara, Alexis, Cameron, and Benjamin and Jacob. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. For to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Thank you. 
Lord of heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed to a friend, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Was in the beginning, 
Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.